Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Jared Kirkwood, your host for today. Now, today's reading is a collection of verses. We've got Proverbs 12, 23, 15, 23, and 25, 11. Here's what it says. The prudent keep their knowledge to themselves, but a fool's heart blurts out folly. A person finds joy in giving an apt reply, and how good is a timely word. Like apples of gold in settings of silver is a ruling rightly given. Okay, so in looking at these uh, collection of scriptures here, we're seeing this um, a further expanse kind of in Keller's thinking of timing. Now, I, I like this idea of timing because I, I believe that timing can be the secret to healthy communication. Um, even well-intended words shared at the wrong time can be destructive and painful. And, um, well, I think they should just be avoided, right? So timing is an interesting um, kind of um, uh, a topic as we're thinking about words because we've we've talked already about the words that we use. Then we talked about the, the tone in which the words we use. Um, is said. And then now we're looking at not only is it the words or the tone, but it's also the timing in which we choose to use those words can make a profound impact in the way a conversation goes or even how a relationship develops. So Keller points out four areas to avoid. And then I'm going to give a little um, a little thought at the end here about some way to give some feedback, I think, in a helpful way. So here's what he says to avoid, right? The first one is when someone loses a loved one to keep your words sparse. That's a good warning that when someone has gone through tremendous loss, it's really hard to have any right words said in the right way. And oftentimes presence is the thing that matters most. Um, Years ago, um, I was when I was a youth pastor working with the teenagers of our church, one of our students had lost his brother in kind of a tragic accident. And this was one of the first times I went through a situation like this where I was trying to pastor one of the kids in my ministry through some very severe times in their life. And I remember um, going to meet that student the same day or perhaps the day after it had happened. And I just sat down and I said, hey, how's it going? And as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I just thought, what a ridiculous question. How's it going? Like, I know how it's going. This kid is devastated. And he paused for a second, he looked at me and he just went, are you kidding me? And I just knew I lost it right there. Like that, that was the, that was the wrong words, even though there were only few words, it was just the wrong words in that moment. Well, the second one that Keller talks about, he says, if you don't know someone very well, just be careful, careful how comfortable you are in the way that you speak to them. Um, I can't tell you how many um, important, like in quotes, important people I have called dude. <laughs> uh, it's just sort of rolls off the tongue for me. Perhaps that's probably more my problem than anything else. But I just sort of feel comfortable around people. And I just say like, what's up, dude? And they're not they're not good with that. It's not always received well. Um, so I apologize if I've said that to you. I, I don't mean anything. But uh, that's it's a, you know, it's a thing I should probably try to avoid in my life. Um, the third one that Keller talks about is, is watch out for sharing things publicly that should remain private. Uh, we've all done this before, right? Where you've just you've just overshared something, 
Um, even words that come out of your mouth, you wish you could just catch them midair and pull them back in. Um, we see this in Rooted uh, quite often, actually, in a group. We, uh, if you haven't been through Rooted, you, uh, storytelling is a big piece of it, and we all take turns sharing aspects of our story in, in kind of the opening weeks, and it's a way for us to get to know each other, but also just to see who God has brought together into this group. And it happens in every group. Somebody just shares something that should probably remain private. And, you know, I think part of it is timing means that we don't have to share everything that we think at all times. And and it also means that we need to recognize like the group that we're in. We don't have to share all the things. Um, And then the last one that Keller has for us here is he says, don't share things that assume knowledge of ex- not knowledge or experience uh, from your listener. We've all had that conversation where you kind of nod along or you laugh at a joke when you really have no clue what's happening. <laughs> um, we've all been there, right? And so we want to we be really wise with our timing in communication. Timing has so, so much to do with what we say and how we say it. And so as you think about this, I want to just talk about um, giving feedback, right? feedback and and this is a part of how we started with this idea of of sharing truth but we want to be kind in the things that we in the way that we give truth we don't want our truth to have this sharp edge to it that actually does more damage or destruction than we intended we also want to ensure that we have good tone in the way that we give feedback or advice or um, help somebody move forward a little bit along in their journey um, and the, the the idea of timing here is a really important one as well so um, there here's the old way of giving feedback and it's a way that is familiar to probably most of us it's, you've either received this or you've done this, which is um, when we give feedback, we, we kind of give a uh, what I would call like a feedback sandwich. We're going to say something nice, encouraging, then we're going to give the criticism or the, the feedback that we need to give, and then we're going to close with more nice, affirming comments. We're going to encourage, we're going we're gonna to then give the feedback, then we're going to encourage again. And that's a super common way of doing things. Uh, again, we've all sort of done that or felt that before. Um, here's the challenge to that. Um, when when we confuse the person that we're talking with, toggling back and forth between an affirmation and a criticism, and I don't mean criticism in like we're going to critique a person, we're going to give some level of critique about a person's performance or an area of change that you recommend for somebody. When we go back and forth between positive and negative, it's very hard for people to disconnect the two. In fact, negative words have such an overwhelming sticking power to them that you almost would have to give 10 positive words to one negative in order for it to feel even. And you know this is true. You felt that when you make that social media post and you get a whole bunch of great comments and then one person says something negative, it's the only thing that you remember, right? If you've done something at work where uh, you got a whole bunch of great feedback and then one person says something negative, it's like the one thing that you hang on to. It's the thing that keeps you up at night thinking about that negative thing. Well, when you're giving feedback to somebody, it's really similar. So here's my recommendation, that you build a culture of encouragement and affirmation all the time. Like that should be the normal mode of communication, that you're encouraging, you're affirming, you're you're helping somebody feel um, really confident in what they do all the time. That should be the normal. So that when you need to give some kind of feedback, when you need to correct or adjust, course correct perhaps, 
set aside a specific time when you're going to do only that. I've seen this work on my team where um, I know that if I can build a really positive culture where people know where they stand, people know that they're heading in the right direction, people know um, that they're going to feel affirmed and encouraged by me as a leader. Well, when when it, there comes time where I go, hey, I want to I help shape a direction of where we're going. I know I'll tell them, hey, can we can we meet later on this week? I want to just spend a few minutes on on helping you shape that. And I think you could have done it better. And I just want to help you do that. Well, now I'm setting aside time to have just that conversation. I'm not confusing them by having affirmation or encouragement, then trying to correct and then hit them with encouragement again, because I know that all they're going to really hear is the negative comment anyway. So what I want to do is have them feel very confident all the time. Then if that's the foundation that we're standing on, we get together and we can have a conversation that might have some feedback, some course correction, some direction that I want for them. And we're going to set aside the unique time for that. Honestly, I would recommend this in your in your relationships. I think about this in my marriage as well. If my marriage is built on a healthy foundation of affirmation and encouragement, where my wife feels really secure in who she is and our relationship, well, if we need to have a conversation about um, a, a change that we want to see in one or the other or in a pattern, something in our relationship, setting aside time for that conversation is really healthy. Rather than doing it when I think about it, rather than doing that just because I decided now is the right time, no, 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 set aside the time for that and even kind of warn each other. Hey, I want to have a conversation about this thing, about finance, about um, the way we want to um, discipline our children or whatever it is. Hey, let's have a conversation about that. Let's do it next Thursday over dinner, you know, Um Creating a moment for it, I think, is a really healthy thing to give it its right place in the relationship. So um, let me wrap it up by saying this. As you can probably tell, right, um, the undercurrent of good timing is wisdom. If we're going to have good timing, it's because we are filled with wisdom. Good timing can be developed as a skill, but I think wisdom is like the secret sauce here. So if you focus on deeper relationship with God in a way that equates to true wisdom in your life, timing will come naturally. You will become really good at timing if you are filled with the wisdom that can only come from God, because I believe God's timing is perfect. And so therefore, if we are close to God, we will start to develop that ability as well. So to wrap up kind of this whole topic here, words are critical in our relationships. They're critical in all of the things that we do. And so we want to have the right words in the right tone used at the right time. And that can feel really complicated, but I promise that over time we will get really good at this um, if we believe that the words that we use can actually add value, can give life to a person. If that is your ministry motive, to add value, to give life to a person, I promise you we can get really good at this because you're going to find that those kinds of conversations are so life-giving to you that you're going to want to do more of them, which means you're going to practice more. Your ministry is going to, your ministry motive is just going to compel you to want to do more and more and more of this. So with that, allow me to pray for you as you go about your day today. God, we ask 
that as we're trying to figure this whole thing out, as we're trying to make sure that we use good words at the right time with the right tone, God, would you be kind and gracious to us as we figure this thing out? Would you give us lots of opportunity, but would you also help us to get better each and every time we practice this with every conversation we have. So Father, I pray that as you are good, kind, and gracious to us, that your timing is perfect in our relationship with you, would we get really good at that in our human relationships as well as an extension of our relationship with you. So Father, I pray for everyone listening, Lord, that you would give them an opportunity today to practice the right words, the, the right tone, used at the right time and allow that to be life-giving in such a way that creates this craving for us to do that again. So we pray all of these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.